Welcome to CooperCast Go Ask Al, episode 37. This is your host, Al's Hacksaw, John Sachs. We talk about Al's splendid weirdness, insomnia, getting music from Japan, tuning guitars, and the Amazon review guy. After Al gives his input, nearly the dog comments on Al's comments. Okay, this is a completely different take from Mary. <clears throat> and Mary says, question, question mark. In other words, she's saying this is not a question, but she's going to say it anyway. I'll try to word it as a question, but could you possibly care that you are splendidly weird and very funny to me? May I thank you here for making me chuckle a few times with various interviews of yours last night when my insomnia came calling. Well, I'm sure I would uh, appeal to an insomniac because I am one. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so there's that. But um, uh, a sense of humor is very important to me. Yeah. As anyone that listens to this knows. Right. You, know, you and I, we laugh a lot. Probably not enough because we're 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 trying to do a good job here. And well, and and doing a good job in this case involves laughing a lot. Laughing. <laughs> All right, now. Okay, uh, Rich says, "My and, name is and Rich." How, and how rich is he? Probably not that rich. Okay. My name is Rich. I was born in 1950 and became a huge fan of yours in college. Around 1982 or three, my wife and I saw you perform at the Iron Horse in Northampton. You were incredible. I love your music and can't find the MP3s for white chocolate anywhere. Any idea where I can get them? And again, I think the answer is Japan, right? No, the answer is, how the fuck would I know? <laughs> I mean, I have no idea about any of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just here in my house. Well, Rich, I think Google is your best friend in this case. You know. Who? Google. Oh, well, also Japan. Yeah, yeah. If you Google how to buy records from Japan, there's companies that make it possible to actually buy physical CDs from Japan. It takes yeah. a while, but you uh, can do it. No, it, well, I mean, admittedly, you have to wait two or three months and you think that you've been swindled because of that. <laughs> but they tell you. Right. But then the best thing about it is uh, you send the money, yeah. which is very high. Yeah. And then uh, after like maybe 90 days, you forget about it. Right. And then it comes. Uh, you think they're on a contain one of those giant container ships with like, a thousand containers, and in one of those containers is an Al Cooper really, single. <laughs> I really don't think like that. <laughs> but I mean, if it's ninety days, they're probably coming by ship. Yeah, I, I just you know. Well, I think it would be unfortunate when every once in if a while, if it sank. Yeah, every once in a while, one of those ships goes down, and there you have the Al Cooper single forty. Well, or the Al Cooper CD lying on the bottom of the ocean. But some person uh, should go to the bottom of the ocean and check. And check. That's right. <laughs> All right. Here's the one that I'm going to read to you because I suspect there's an inside story that you might know, and it's from Jim. And the question for Al is, 
Did you ever learn how to tune your guitar? Yeah, that's a joke. But do you know the he's, guy? He, no, he's saying. Yeah, I play out of tune. I, you're not like known for playing out of tune. No, but that's what he's saying. That's his his question. Is did you ever learn to tune your guitar? Yeah, that's an insult. Okay. And the answer is yes, I did. Now, in most before of, he was born, <laughs> in most of your career, there were no digital tuners. Right. I mean, digital tuners are in the last, like, 20 years. Right? Yeah. So, in the, like, in 1972, when you're, how did you tune? Speaking of that... Yes. Um, uh, there's a, a, a version of uh, Two Trains Running... Yeah. ...where uh, Calb starts off, and he's really out of tune. Yeah. But his hands, if you watch him, are... Always on his tuning pegs if Fixing that happens. It. Yeah. Okay. And he would he would pick it up. Right. In the course. Yeah. That's cool. And and before the song would start, but the, there's one version where the opening, down 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 bump, is really out of tune. Yeah. But it's going to be a great version because he fixes it. Yeah. While he's playing. And, but but what this guy is doing is just insulting me. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so I just want him to know that I understand that. Uh, but let me ask you, years and years and years before digital tuners, if you're on you're going on a show in 1972, how what how did you use a tuning fork? How did you tune the guitar? You you still plugged it in, but if you're playing outside, uh, the weather changes it. Yeah, but I mean, like, how did you get the E string to be an E string? Uh, what what did you use to generate its own? Your ear. What? It's a tuning peg. Yeah, I know, but how did you know what was correct? I mean, when I was a kid, I had a tuning fork, and you'd bang it on your knee and touch it to the guitar, and that was an A. Yeah, but th this is different. If you if you play guitar for a living, yeah. You know what the difference is. You mean you would tune your guitar purely by ear? No. You plugged it into a tuner, and then you went on stage. But if you were playing in a, in a hot, sweaty club, it would change. And if you right. were playing outside, it would change. But what was a tuner in, back before we had modern electronics? Were there tuners back in the 70s, 60s? Yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought they were a new thing. But, but they didn't tune the guitar. You still had to... to uh, turn the peg right right but but they would tell you where you were yes okay and and um uh some people kept them uh, on stage and plugged in right so if they felt they were out of tune they would turn the volume off and and fix it if they had a chance yeah. in the middle of a song yeah yeah very common sure especially famous guitarists <laughs> a while ago we had a guy who identified himself he wrote a review on Amazon of one of your things and he identified himself as Kindle customer and he writes in to say he's the guy his name is uh, I'm not sure what his name is but uh, Abel Pete I guess and uh, anyway he just wants to say that uh, 
it was a thrill to hear you discuss my review of that album. I got a chance to see you in space at Evanston a few years ago. Loved, he says, this is interesting, love the stories you told about the songs as much as the songs themselves. Talked to you after the show and you autographed my CD of Act Like Nothing's Wrong, Al Peter. So he dug the fact that you talked about the songs. Do you remember that was like a thing that you would do? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Why not? I think it's cool because it enriches the listener's experience to know more. Well, t- well, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, I d- you're up there to entertain. <laughs> this has been Coopercast. Go ask Al. Episode thirty-seven, brought to you by Splendid Weirdness. Submit questions for Al at alcooper.com on the Coopercast page.